We made it, dude. We're at episode 10. Tens, tens, tens across the board. And then we'll have season 13, which is the final regeneration for Rue. <laughs> and then it's Michelle Visage's Drag Race. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Magic Wings Clubhouse, a podcast where two best friends get together and recap every episode of the Italian Magical Girl series, Wings Club. I'm Brendan, and I'm Fairy of the Surging Sea. And I'm Tess, Fairy of the Rolling Stones. Today, we're watching Season 1, Episode 10, Bloom Tested. We made it to Episode 10. We did it! Hit the fanfare! Boo-boo-boo! No, 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 not that one. <laughs> uh, in Italian, this episode is called The Dragon Flame. I wonder what it's going to be about. And in the Four Kids dub, it's called Magical Reality Check, which is the clunkiest title we've gotten so far. <gasps> do you know what we should do? Oh, God. This is ripped straight from Sailor Business, by the way, because this podcast is just a succession of ideas taken from other ones. But I mean, what's that? What's more American than that? When we hit season five, we start coming up with four kids dub titles. Or actually season four. They never touched it. So once we hit season four, we start thinking up what the episodes would be called in the four kids dub. That sounds like a deke move, and I am here for it. That's literally what Sailor Business has been doing since S, is they give the episodes a deke dub title. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes, mm, well, Just like the real deke titles. <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds fun. When we do it in, like, what, seven years? Yeah, really. I think we're on schedule to hit season four by 2024. The Italian version of this episode aired February 18th, 2004, and the Four Kids version aired on August 21st of 2004. Uh, so there's no listener questions because I forgot to send that out. There's... We have, like, what, four listeners? Uh, do we have any emails? Oh, I haven't even checked that recently. La la la, checking emails, la la la, that's my work schedule, la la la. Shockingly, uh, there's five. Spam email. Nope. So, with uh, the lack of any business, let's jump into the episode. Bloom tested, bloom proved. I see what you were going for there. Bloom tested, dragon flame approved. <laughs> also, bloom tested, Daphne approved. Are you sure she doesn't show up in four kids? She doesn't show up in this episode at all, I don't think. This is just a lot of padding because, uh, can I let you in on a little secret? What's up? This was a really boring episode. I didn't care for it that much. This episode? Yeah, I, I, I was not that fond of it. Uh, yeah, me neither, but strangely enough, this is the episode I remember the most about? 
Huh. Cool. But it's literally just Bloom going to not Domino Domino and like that not being a good thing. I don't know. All right. So uh, instead of a pan over Althea, we actually open on Bloom staring down a wishing well. Oh, wait, there is a cameo here. There's a, a quick cameo of Daphne gliding over the water surface, but uh, Stella snaps Bloom out of her daydream. And she's apparently been talking to Bloom, but Bloom's been ignoring her because Bloom's busy thinking about plot stuff. <laughs> uh, Musa then reiterates that Professor Palladium is going to be taking the class to use... The simulation room. Do, 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 do. It's a hollow deck episode. Beam for two aboard, Scotty. So the girls speculate wildly about what could be going on in the hollow deck, and Flora says that she's heard some bad things happen there. Uh, presumably because sometimes it malfunctions, the holograms are real. Oh God, hard light holograms. Uh, Jerrica Benton, I have come for you. Bloom of Gardenia, I have come for you. It feels like this scene doesn't do anything, which is weird when it's setting up the plot of the episode moving forward. It's lazy exposition. Lexposition, if you will. Uh, also, we end this scene on a pan out to Althea. Oh, God. <laughs> They're evolving. We cut from this to Cloud Tower, where the tricks are talking about Bloom... They agree that she is way too strong for a first-year student. And uh, they conjure the vacuum crystals to do that magic detect thing again. <laughs> These things. They look like they should be later in the show. I don't think they come up after season one. Well, no, like they look like the Charmex things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess they kind of do, don't they? Uh I just love that they're such obvious uh, 3D animation. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Because these are purely magical objects, it works a little bit better than when you're trying to, uh, say, animate a 2D character's face inside of a 3D rendered bike helmet. Dude, it looked like, that bit looked like, um, I just remembered, the first episode of um, Power Rangers Ninja Storm. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, they conjure the vacuums, and they start going off and show a projection of Bloom, because Bloom is apparently peaking this thing's levels. Her magic level is over 9,000. Boo. <laughs> and this apparently means that she is absolutely the person who holds the dragon flame. But Stormy suggests they put Bloom to one more test to be... 100% sure. I thought we already determined that she had the dragon flame last episode, though. Yeah, but we needed a plot for this episode. Was that only in four kids? Uh, yeah, it was only explicitly stated in four kids at the end of last episode. <gasps> yeah, last episode in Sinaloom Dub, they actually left a little bit of mystery. And this is the follow up to that. Uh, so the tricks get interrupted by Nut, 
and Nut starts saying that he doesn't understand why the tricks want the dragon flame or where the dragon flame is, which is the most ham-fisted way to exposit I could imagine. And it turns out Nut is trying to ask this to three conveniently placed brooms on the lower floor. Yeah, he thinks these brooms are the tricks, which makes me wonder exactly what kind of eye problem he has going on. Yeah. Icy slaps him upside the back of the head and makes him put his glasses on. Uh, and the only thing she says about why they want the flame in Sinaloom is that it will restore the glory of the distant past. Whatever that means. I mean, uh, I guess... We go back to Alfia, where the Winks and the rest of their classmates are at the holodeck. Woo! And the holodeck, uh, when it's turned off, is kind of weird looking. It's this round yellow room with a, like, a gangplank over some kind of void? Presumably circular? It's... It's, yeah, it's probably shaped like a, a sphere. I am very confused about the entire workings of this thing. Yeah, most of the time holodecks are just, like, square rooms that have nothing in them until you turn them on. But nope, this is a magic holodeck. It needs to be round because it's different. Also worth noting is that in the Sinaloom dub, Palladium says that the holodeck is the result of a combination of cutting-edge magic and state-of-the-art technology. And Techna, and Techna gets really excited about that. But in the 4Kids dub, he makes it sound like it's all magic-based, which is weird, because there's very definitely a computer controlling this. It's a magic computer. It's a beep-boop, like, flashy-buttons computer where you don't know what everything does, but you don't need to looks- because... <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool when you press it. Uh, so the computer can recreate just about any situation with perfect accuracy. And then Stella asks if it can simulate dates with boys because, you know, it's Stella. But then I didn't, I couldn't tell if this was one of the winks or a random extra because, you know, that Cineloom thing where everybody sounds kind of similar. It, it looked like one of the extras. But they say that it would be the only way for Stella to get a date, which is harsh. Oh, burn. Oh, snappeth. Talk about four kids real daggone quick, because might as well. Um, In four kids, they immediately cut right past the glowing visage of Daphne and have Bloom just thinking about how Brandon asked me to go on a walk with him. I don't know what that means. Well, you see, walking is this thing you do (laughs) where you put one foot in front of the other slowly. And soon you'll be walking out the door. And you're moving. Um, and the Winks are in two camps about this. Musa and Flora are like, it's a date. And Tecna and Stella are like, it's not 72 hours in advance. This is rude of him. This is not a date. And I'm like, 
what? Okay, so Stella and Tecna are also approaching it from two completely different angles. Tecna thinks it's rude because he didn't give Bloom, supposedly, any time to, like, any time to think about it, any time to plan for going on a date. He just kind of sprung this ambiguous date on her. Uh, so I can actually see where Tecna's coming from, but Stella is apparently following bad teen magazine dating advice, which does not shock me, uh, where you are supposed to look unavailable because apparently, uh, the way to maintain a love interest is to forever look like you are too busy to have anything to do with them. And that will only make them want you more. Uh, because there's no way that that person would then go, oh, okay, I guess she doesn't like me, and then ask one of your friends on a date, and then you'd be really upset, and you wouldn't know why, because you're a teenager and your frontal cortex isn't fully formed. <laughs> but uh, this this is a very flirty walk. I will agree with that. Because the dog is there. Hmm. You have to have dogs for it to be a romantic moment early in the relationship. If you're a cat owner, you're screwed. (laughs) Take your cat out on a leash. See what happens. It might eat a bird. (laughs) Uh, But, well, let's step back for a minute because we don't actually get there yet. Uh, Instead, we have a, uh, after that, uh, sweet burn, I guess, of Stella. (laughs) The nebulously sweet kind of burn. Uh, Palladium says that there are two options for the midterm exam. The first option is to uh, work on doing counter spells, uh, overriding dark magic cast by witches. And it just shows a trio of background witches turning three rando dudes into frogs. Complete with her hair. That was a good detail. That's very anime of them. (laughs) The other option is to use your magic to try and uh, create a positive result in in a damaged environment. Which, these are, I know these are like supposed to be two completely different things, but one seems a lot easier than the other. One seems a lot more thematically appropriate than the other. I guess they needed to get something from Flora to be good at. Yeah, because Flora immediately pipes up and says that's the one she's going to choose. Oh, hell yeah! Fixing broken worlds! Uh, the four kids dub doesn't even have that first option. Nah. You're just going to get dumped in a random, desolate wilderness and you have to survive for an hour. And it is random. Oh, speaking of hour, Professor Palladium mentions that in in Cineloom that it'll be 30 minutes. There are 10 girls in this class. Do they need to be there the entire time? Ugh, that's a really long day. Yeah, like five hours. Like, what? <laughs> when I'm done, can I just go? Can I get a scheduled time for this, please? So, Tina, how was your day? I had to watch Stacy get eaten by a f- carnivorous plant five times. Not good. 
I didn't know Stacy was in this class. <laughs> and uh, Palladium lets everybody go with this like pseudo ominous note that it, their midterm is something they'll remember because we need to put a little bit of flo- uh, foreshadowing. Remember for a very long time. Dude, this is our first year. Also uh, worth noting that this isn't just a holodeck. Now apparently it's the danger room at Xavier's school for gifted youth. Yeah, I was thinking of that. I'm like, wait, this looks very X-Men. <laughs> it, it, it really is. I'm a little bit Star Trek. She's a little bit X-Men. <laughs> so on bloom and brandon's walking date uh they have sky's dog lady with them because you know you need a cute animal prop and a bunny is not good for this and also um according to sky lady listens to brandon better yeah so i guess that makes some sense also she lady is a very noodly dog alien yeah that's not a dog that's like a banana in a dog costume there are no like joints on this dog it just noodles around maybe it's a magic dog maybe all magic dogs are like this i don't want my dog to be magic lady's just a non-euclidean spaniel it's fine She's a hound of Tindalos on her mother's side. <laughs> Just a crate cosmic Dane. The Anunnaki. <gasps> so nothing really important happens in this talk. It's just a lot of flirting. And then... <laughs> Up in the trees, Riven is spying on them like a creep. And then turns and looks directly at the audience. (laughs) Who are you looking at? Who are you talking to? So, um, Riven jumps down from the trees and he does the Jean Grey fingers on the forehead psychic gesture (laughs) to contact Darcy. This is probably what that spell was last time. Was this mental link right okay yeah it makes sense uh so he tells darcy that uh bloom is going to be doing the midterm in the holodeck and then in four kids i got a little uncomfortable (laughs) puppy dog to stiletto good boy riven ew also when he looks into the camera he says i'm gonna get praised for this Riven. Uh, I don't need to know this about you and Darcy. Uh, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yums, but oh, not on a kid's show. We will yuck non-consensual yums. Well, no, see, see, okay, well, yeah, I guess in four kids it is non-consensual. In four kids it is brainwashing. In Italian, Riven's just kinky. <laughs> Um, Darcy teleports into holodeck that night, and she, uh, magic hacks the computer to cause a mainframe error. So it looks like we're definitely doing a Star Trek plot. She is very much banking on Bloom going first. Well, maybe it's got, like, a conditional thing built into it. 
If bloom, then yes. If bloom <laughs> equals true, then get up. Um, also, uh, by today's standards, this computer room is as powerful as a last generation graphics card. <laughs> it's just a smart fridge. <laughs> it's just an alpha smart. Because what I really want to do is scroll through Twitter on my fridge door while I drink my coffee. There was that thing that like someone wanted to make where it would like be like a tablet on a microwave where when you put in the time it would just pull up a random video that's that length that feels like it would delve way too quickly into the weird part of youtube it seems interesting but also like the videos that i watch on youtube are like a half hour long and i don't microwave anything that long So the next day, uh, Bloom grabs her backpack, and we do see Kiko get into it, I guess. Oh no, we do. Uh, so the next day, uh, Bloom is doing some last-minute preparations. Uh, we see Kiko, like, get into her backpack in the background, but Bloom doesn't. So we know that there's gonna be some mascot hijinks later. She's not wondering why at all her backpack now has extra rabbit weight. But whatever. Uh, it's also great because uh, since it's just a cartoon backpack, there's no physics. So it just, it, it behaves like a generic backpack. There is no indication there's a bunny in there. <laughs> when it's laying on the floor in the simulation room, it's just flumped over like there's nothing in there. <laughs> and then surprise, Kiko. Uh... Palladium gears up the simulation and asks who wants to go first. Everybody shuts up because everybody's scared of the hollow deck for some reason. Uh, there are apparently rumors about like girls disappearing in the hollow deck. <laughs> Where'd Tiffany go? I don't know. And then one day they queue up the simulation and uh, the computer rolls an eight, and then a middle-aged woman comes out of the hollow deck. <laughs> what year is it? 2004. So, uh in the Cinelum dub, she's picked at random. In the Four Kids dub, it's alphabetical. So, either way, Bloom gets voluntold to go first. She picks the damaged environment and asks Palladium to pick the most desolate and damaged planet the computer can create. I want the environment to scream desolation, like it hasn't seen rain in fucking years. Uh, Palladium goes through the database and finds the perfect candidate, which he says is the most miserable place in the magical dimension. They clearly haven't seen my in-laws. Uh, what's the deal with airline food? <laughs> I was making the best, like, cheesy grin at my microphone, like, ah? Ah? <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal with holodeck plots? What's the deal with hard light holograms? Uh, and now here... So, uh, the planet that the computer has picked is Domino. 
you, as you might remember, uh, Bloom was talking to Miss Farragonda about Domino a few episodes ago. It's the place where the great dragon used to nap. <laughs> it's where the it's where the great dragon went nap nap. <laughs> Good night. Uh, though Bloom says that she's never heard of Domino, so this is either a scripting error, as Sinaloom is wont to do, or unintentionally genius in that she's trying not to reveal what she knows. And I guess that Farragonda didn't let all of her teachers know, like, hey, if she asks about Domino or anything related to Domino, don't. Oh, um, did I mention that Farragonda is watching all of this through the magic mirror in her office? Yeah, and she plays it off as, oh, I just love watching the simulation room. But then her face, while, like, it was very quick, her face while watching it, but before it changes over to the next scene turns into like one of like intrigue you know what i'm talking about yeah she looks suddenly very interested in what's going on even though neither scripts are like have anything going towards that it's very bizarre we'll put up a picture of it when the episode goes off it's just very confusing unless we don't bloom reveals that she brought her backpack because she's got some potion ingredients in there and palladium says that's fine and gives bloom 30 minutes and opens up the door to the holodeck the door to the holodeck just has a doorknob (laughs) i know you would think it would be at least a sliding door but no it has a doorknob it's so like technologically advanced and yet it has just a straight up doorknob you can buy at like home depot what so the hollow deck like lights up and I guess it spins or something. Uh, the gangplank retracts and there is now a perfect hard light simulation of the planet Domino. Which, to be fair, looks like garbage. It's just this naked ball of rock covered with mountains and like some green stuff that maybe used to be a plan a long time ago, but it's definitely dead now. If, it's it, also- if it pans over, <laughs> if the camera panned over a little bit to the left, you just see like a space cow skull. You pan over a little further than that, and there goes Han Solo on a tauntaun. <laughs> so Bloom opens. Uh oh, we also get a like a shocked reaction from Farragonda. Now, here's something interesting to note. Again, the 4Kids dub has these, like, decent plot decisions, and then they, like, walk back on them almost immediately. But in the 4Kids dub, the dead planet you're sent to is, or I should say, the, um, the difficult environment you're sent to, randomly chosen by the computer. Right. So, it sends Bloom to... Sparks is what it's called in the four kids dub. I don't know why. Uh, they didn't want to get they didn't want to get sued by Domino's Pizza. Or Domino's Sugar. I had Domino's for dinner tonight. I had Vichelli's, funnily enough. Hey, pizza hey. night. And nobody wants to cook on New Year's. <laughs> New Year, save me. <laughs> oh, happy New Year's, guys. 
Happy New Year's Club, kids. It is 2020. Not, none of us need glasses anymore. Uh, Alexa, play chempetrisclarity.mp3. So, uh, when Bloom goes to get the potion ingredients out of her backpack, that's when we find out that Kiko is stowed away. Because we need mascot antics. Uh, Bloom just brushes it off and tells Kiko to behave. And she pulls out a pack of seeds? And moves aside some hollow dirt, puts the actual seeds inside hollow dirt, magics it, because that's how that's how plants work. You just put them in any soil and they grow. Mm-hmm. And then she says some tiny spell, like, grow little plant, plant grow, or whatever. And then a tiny sproutling p- appears. And Kiko looks like he's about to eat it. In four kids, they have a reason to, but we'll get there a little bit. Uh, well, no, we, sh- we should mention now. Okay, so in four kids, um, well, first of all, in the wide shot of the, like, bird's eye angle, on the screen, you can still see Domino, which I just think is funny. Mm. Um, Palladium specifically says you can have no outside help, only bring in what we're doing. So immediately, Bloom should be disqualified for Keiko being there, but whatever. I mean, what help can a rabbit provide? <laughs> oh, no, wait. Yep, that's disqualification. She brought in an outside food source. It's changed from, in 4Kids, from repairing a desolate environment to, like, surviving? Yeah, it's just a it's just a survival test. So Bloom pulls out... The plant for immediate nourishment. See, yeah, that's the thing. Depending on the planet you're sent to and what its weather conditions are, you could just sit there for a half hour. (laughs) Like, yep, this is fine. So while Bloom is is just kind of doing her thing with these plants, the tricks teleport in. Or do they? And despite the fact that Palladium, a room full of uh, students, and Farragonda are watching this, they just start attacking her. Yeah, and they're not trying to stop. Like, this is clearly something going incredibly wrong in this simulation. The 4Kids dub at least gives the excuse of... uh, not being able to open the door... Until time's up, but there is an emergency escape button that just never gets used. It's an emergency escape button on Bloom's end. Yeah, Bloom would have to press that. Oh, also, something that I forgot to mention a little earlier, when Nut is being exposited to, um, Icy Shadow appears over top of Nut, menacingly, and... In the Sinloom dub, you can see, like, very clearly her outline silhouette. In 4Kids, they zoom it in just enough so that her titty shadow isn't showing. <laughs> Can't have the shadow of titties. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was I thought that was funny. I needed to bring it up. <laughs> uh. 
So, uh, Bloom thinks that the tricks are also holograms or somehow part of the test. So she transforms, and then she just nails Darcy right in the face of the fireball. And Kiko starts cheering Bloom on. And in the Cinelune dub, he is screaming his own name like a Pokemon. And then he passes out for no reason. Uh, so Darcy actually seems like that fireball was a pretty, like, decent hit. But then we get a little cut back to the real tricks. Woo! They're standing in a magic circle and they are holding dolls of themselves that are just kind of puppets. So they are not physically in the hollow in the hollow deck. They look like those uh, pose dolls that you get at, like art school art stores. Yeah, they kind of do. Just made up to look like them. And I'm just um, my head cannon right here is that they made those last episode at their dark arts and crafts. <laughs> See section. Um, we do get a cut back to Farragonda, but instead of like worrying or anything she's just kind of milling about saying oh wow bloom gave herself a difficult test and if she passes she'll get a good grade uh, um uh, no Sh she'll die i mean yes she'll get a good grade but if she doesn't she'll die she does not seem to notice the witches attacking bloom at no all no one seems to notice that also in four kids uh palladium before this whole thing starts he mentions that if you get hurt in the simulation, you get hurt in real life. Mm. So, like, Bloom could actively die. Yeah. Uh, and so while puppeteering their witch muppets, or whoppets, <laughs> uh, Icy asks Stormy to give Bloom a vibe check. Ooh. And Bloom is not using as much power as she could, so Darcy decides they need to make her lose her temper, so she'll unleash her full power. Back inside the sim, uh, Stormy attacks Bloom with lightning, Icy freezes Bloom's legs to make her fall out of the sky, and then Stormy starts, you know, doing her weather thing, but is doing it so well that fissures open up in the planet's surface and reveal the liquid mantle beneath? Okay. Uh, so Bloom then remembers that Fire has typed advantage of her ice and frees herself from this little um, ice prison. And then Icy points out that Kiko is trapped on a spire of Earth over top of the flaming magma. Kiko could actively die, because that is apparently real lava. Yeah, if you die in the sim, you die in real life. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and then Icy then just shoots Kiko and sends him plummeting to his fiery demise. Rest in fucking pieces, Kiko. Kiko is falling and screaming in, in slow motion. Bloom is flying and screaming in slow motion. Kiko, no! <laughs> Cut to black. Roll credits. Yeah, um, the bunny has apparently been straight up incinerated. And Bloom is angry. 
Uh, Bloom is Anger-E with an E. Anger-E-Y. And uh, so she just kind of floats up from the lava. I didn't even see her wings moving. So she's just like full on. <laughs> she's rising because of all the hot air she's emanating. She's like unleashing the fury of the Phoenix Force. And uh, she does her supernova thing again. And in the Trix's dorm room, they are ecstatic. I, I wrote down for this, ha 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 ha, because they laugh like that. Yeah. But the good news is, they can now confirm that Bloom is Fairy of the Dragonflame. Da da da! We still don't know why she has it, but... Oh, um, also the, uh, witch Muppets get incinerated. They, they just melt. They're just gone. They, they go away. Uh, in the hollow deck control room, Palladium is, um, well, they don't animate him pressing keys. They just animate his hands banging up and down on the keyboard. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Like, <laughs> like. Like Shelly in the superhero in superhero Tyson pressing the exact same button over and over and over again, saying it's not working. I don't know. I don't know. It's just not working. It's just like, what's going on? I can't. Nothing's happening. I'm in. But he's not. And that's the problem. Oh, also, Sinaloom Techna. Her voice actress gives another... Just another Oscar-worthy daytime Emmy performance. Looks like the computer's crashing. No! Really? <laughs> Thanks, Techna. <laughs> that exact delivery. Could, could, you, could you not think of a better line for her there? I don't know. We cut back to Bloom. Not dead. But de-transformed. And then Kiko bounces up, apparently safe. And she tries to hug him, but her hand goes through him. And then my nightmare happens. <laughs> my own personal hell. The wasteland is now covered in holographic Kiko. It's never explained why Kiko is all over the place. But they're all making the exact same horrid gurgling noises. <sighs> I want to die. This makes me want to die. <laughs> Bloom hears one snoring. And in the four kids dub says, there's only one bunny who snores like that. Well, yes, Bloom, that one bunny is all over the place. <laughs> that one bunny has been cloned countless times. Your system has rabbits. Uh, Brendan? Yeah? Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I'm actually not mad at that. It's actually pretty good. Uh, Palladium finally manages to get the simulation to stop simulating. And Bloom is sitting on the gangplank in the hollow deck. Just holding the rabbit, looking like something has broken inside of her. 
And uh, I'll be honest, there's really not a lot happens here. The episode just kind of wraps up. Uh, uh, the holodeck is fried. Exams are postponed. Everyone starts tossing Bloom in the air, doing a cheerleading toss. Um, and um, Bloom's face gets bigger and bigger in the screen until she eats the camera and the episode's over. Um, uh, uh, I almost said Tori. I don't even know who Tori is. Um, the Blue Ninja Storm Ranger? <laughs> Stella asks Bloom to postpone the history exam next. And Bloom decides she's going to erase time. Uh, also worth noting, apparently, uh, the wiki noted this, not me, but apparently when Bloom is getting cheerleader tossed in the air, in one of the overhead shots, Stella has four arms. (laughs) Oh! Oh! Oh no! What, did you see it? No! But I'll look for it, and you should too! Um, I can I can actually just hold on. Let me pull it up. I will I will find the screenshot for you. This is the fastest we've ever fucking finished an episode. That's how boring this is. <laughs> In four kids, uh, the tricks apparently have gotten the dragon flame. I'm not sure how, but whatever. And they also added a scene to the end where the tricks are trying to use the power of the dragon flame for the first time, untransformed. They do the magic summoning of the vacuum crystals. It cuts to an outside shot of Cloud Tower with a very bad explosion effect on the outside of it. And we pop back into the Trix's dorm room where Icy and Stormy are transformed suddenly saying, darn. Like, that added nothing to a very nothing episode. I wonder if they cut so much footage that they just needed to pad the episode, or what? I mean, yes, because even with that epi- that even with that scene added, it was still, on YouTube, two minutes shorter than Cineloom. Which is a which is really interesting because the channel we use the opening is also tacked onto the four onto the uh, four kids dub, so that's a minute and a half probably too. It's also a minute and a half that I'll never get back. But you know what I mean that like that's even like shorter than the Cinelum dub, right. Club Kids, I am so sorry this episode is so unenthused. It was very boring. I put forearmed Stella in the Discord chat. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That is just straight up forearms. I mean, everyone looks horrifying here. Oh yeah, they're being drawn from the top down view. That's not flattering for anyone. Here's the thing. With this art style, their heads look huge. I can't tell if her arms are supposed to be facing up or facing down. <laughs> My therapist, four-armed Stella isn't real. She can't hurt you. Four-armed Stella. Um, so I guess it's time to talk about our best worst and the MVP. And well, I know what my worst is. 
Uh, nobody noticing the witch Muppets attacking Bloom? This episode. Yeah, this is just kind of an average poopy episode. And I don't think we're going to get much more plot until, like, what, two or three episodes from now? Because the titles that I've seen look more like filler. I don't know. I think next episode might have something to do. Um. Yep, looks like nothing really happens. Ugh. Okay. We need to figure out our best, worst, and MVPs. Okay, so I have my best, my worst, and my MVP. I have them. Uh, my my best is uh, the accidental good writing of Bloom lying about Domino. My, my best is Kiko almost getting killed. Uh, my worst is nobody noticing that the witch Muppets are attacking Bloom. When there are multiple sets of eyes on this. Oh. <laughs> um, my worst is not just this episode because that's that's copping out. My worst is Kiko Planet. <laughs> Planet of the Buns. Just a horrible mascot rabbits everywhere. Oh, Brendan, I just thought of the worst idea. What? A Kiko mascot suit. <laughs> to to paraphrase Yosemite Sam, I hate that damn rabbit. For Bloom, I, I'm just going to share what I literally typed out, which is uh, IDK Bloom, I guess. I'm going to go with Icy for almost killing Kiko. So after that extremely kind of like just average poopy viewing experience, you can find me, Brendan, on Twitter at Sonata Waves, S-O-N-A-T-A-W-A-V-E-S. You can find me, Tess, on Twitter at Pocky Slice, Pocky like the delicious snack, slice as in a slice of pie. You can follow the show on Twitter at MagicWinksPod. You can email us at magicwinksclubhouse at gmail.com. That is the name of our show at gmail.com. Please leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to us with, if it allows for such. Uh, if you can't leave a rating or review, please spread the word. Um, if we can't find a ribbon to show our hate to, we will do it to Kiko. Yeah. Meeting adjourned. Uh, <laughs> what? Just end it there. <laughs> Just end it f***ing there. I don't care anymore. <laughs> this episode was bad. <laughs> Goodbye. Open your eyes. Open your mind. We are the wings. Oh, actually, I had a joke written out here, and I want to see if it's actually funny. Uh, in the control room, Palladium finds out that he can't just Alt-F4 this simulation. No, he has to open the dreaded System Processes viewer and End Process on the test. Very close.
to being funny. The word you were looking for was task manager. Fuss. You can redo it, though. I'll laugh. Well, now you're just patronizing me. (laughs) 